0: Brickies, listen up. Wednesday, 6pm. Cambo, what is happening? What is new in the castle? Wednesday, 6pm. We're dropping the Brickies corduroy and dropping
1: them like they're hot.
0: The BBC drop black Brickies corduroys. They can see them on top of our head right now. Or if you're listening, you can't see, but I could imagine in your head right now you are bricked up thinking about the black Brickies corduroy cap. Cambo, you've got it on your head for the first time. How does it feel?
1: Oh, I feel like a million bucks, mate.
0: I'll send you up there for a feel like a 2 or a brickie cap all too. So Wednesday, 6 p.m., be there, brickies. Camber, 6 p.m. 6 p.m., you'll be there, Cambo, ready to go?
1: You'll feel like a million bucks, but they only cost you 30. So
0: it. <laughs> yeah, so make sure you are there. Very, very limited stock. If you miss out, too bad, son. You should have been there now. Listen now, listen later, Wednesday, 6 p.m.
1: You are now listening to the self-proclaimed greatest listen in the hunter and along the coast. What's new in the castle? We need to hear you, new castle!
0: Oh, welcome back to What's New in the Castle, the self-proclaimed greatest listen in the Hunter and along the coast. With me, Cambo. How are you, champion? What is new in I'll the tell castle? You what's
1: new in the castle? I'm blinged up. <laughs> hey, look
0: at that. How good is that looking, mate? Congratulations. I'm not going to do <laughs> Thanks, the club of
1: learned not to do it. I hey, just look. You want to look at the my camera
0: there. Far out, mate. That's, um, you get that from the Nutrigrain box.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> did, actually. <laughs> no, it's actually a very cheap one. We'll, get um, one. we'll get another one when when we run into a bit more cash.
0: C- compared to... Because I
1: have none after yeah, hosting a wedding.
0: Yeah, compared to what was Dan... I didn't even think I looked at Danica's wedding ring. It's funny with blokes... You go to a wedding and everyone's foaming at the mouth to, you know, put their lips around a couple of glass sandwiches and, you know, all the girls, they're looking at like, all the girls at the wedding look beautiful, dress well, but, you know, you you, you don't even think about, like, looking at shoes or rings or anything as a bloke. No, how is Danica's ring? What's it?
1: Uh, No, she just added, like, a band to her engagement ring. So her engagement ring's obviously the main attraction and she just added a band below it and she wants to get another one which is going to send me further (laughs) into her rears. She looked terrific, mate. She did, didn't she? <laughs> yeah, no, she definitely did. She did. did. And,
0: um, mate, well, let's, might as well just talk about it straight away. The wedding, the big, the greatest show ever. What were you calling it?
1: <laughs> the sign that I'd made, it said, welcome to the greatest show. Every time you
0: were fortunate enough to get a microphone around your fucking gob, it was like, welcome to the greatest show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and everyone sort of caught on, like, on the Sunday, everyone was saying, the show must go on, and... <laughs> We end up kicking on till midnight on the Sunday too, so it certainly was a show.
0: A couple of you country lads, he's gave it a fair cracking. I was no, you remember you were messaging me going, hurry up, get to here, get to here." I was just, I was in no state or no want to even leave my bedside. That's that's what I had to say. I was no good, mate, Mitchy, no good.
1: It was such a good weekend. We end up um, we end up going to like Queens Wharf. It was me, Freak, Gus, Rosie, and Danica. And they wouldn't let Gus in because he <laughs> didn't have closed-in shoes on. So I went. I went and sat at a table with Freak, and we were smoking darts and having a couple of sevens of vodka, and then. Rosie took my shoes and socks out to Gus. And brought him in. And he put them on and walked in. Old Joshy Schuster, <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, you, just, you were on the duds, mate. I thought there was something different about your voice. It's nice and croaky and, you know, a yeah, bit lubricated, a- as Dan name would say.
1: <laughs> There's a good photo of me and Scotty Matthews out the front of the Bar Beach Barlow sucking down a few lung busters. Oh, far <laughs>
0: out. I'm so glad he didn't come, mate. He, so-
1: he is one of the all-timers, eh? He had a wedding on Friday in Melbourne and then flew back up on Saturday morning cuz I ran into to Georgie's partner on the Saturday mm. morning I was like where the hell's Scotty and she's like uh he's probably up in the air at the moment like on a flight back here and I was like Holy shit! So he was at a wedding last night in Melbourne. She's like, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't like to toot Scotty's horn too much, but mate, he, he, he's fucking—he's such good value, isn't he? You just to have he him is. alongside there. On yep. oh, the day of the wedding, mate, he was just—he he said he'd come back from Melbourne straight to the Great Northern down from King Edward Park, and the he freak was, was straight into it. Yeah. He was airborne. Well, how'd it start? We started at the, the Adamstown Bowling Club Friday evening for a couple of beverages. That was, um, that was great weather. We had a great time yeah. there.
1: Yeah, just had to welcome everyone to town.
0: <laughs> Sammy, I introduced Sammy to a lot of the boys in the box, and he started to get a bit of FOMO that he wasn't there. at um, oh, The pre of The Greatest Show in Mudgee. <laughs> and, mate, we wake up Saturday morning, day of The Greatest Show, and Sammy just messaged me going, Fuck that cherry tortini off, the vape because <laughs> he was sucking oh, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, me and him both woke up crook as fuck, and we're like, <laughs> we've ruined our, we've Cambo's wedding because we're, we're, like, we're in no shape to drink today. We're hungover. I think we had 14, fourteen, fifteen Stonewoods at the the bolo on Friday, so yeah. well into, well and truly <laughs> intoxicated. But yeah, and then. What, what, we, what was the, I never even really talked to you, what, what was the go Saturday morning, so you woken up with the lads?
1: Yeah, I was just with me brothers and we just went down for a swim and a um, coffee and a bacon egg roll down at Dicko actually, much much uh, different in comparison with the girls, I think they had hair and makeup and all that rubbish from 7 and it was <laughs> just all, all stations go over there and we were just relaxed, kicked back, went back to our joint, had a couple of espresso, espresso martinis, couple beers, played a bit of cards got ready and rolled in there eh
0: well I was a big fan of you put an instagram story up first time in a long time and it's that filter you do with the wide <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that um when I, that must have been
0: kergs you and kergs that was oh yeah 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 it's like you're saying i think the <laughs> caption was welcome to the greatest show or something yeah
1: and then um i did another one right before I were about to like walk into the reception <laughs> it just said 47 schooners <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, listeners, you would be familiar with um, Cambo brought it up a few weeks ago, or the Brickman medals, the Ricky Stewart forty-seven Texas,
1: and everyone of them Texas. <laughs>
0: yeah, mate, that, I reckon we heard that about forty-seven times the other night at the yeah,
1: wedding. Yeah, you would have, and Fuck. everyone was asking me like, "What the hell is Styles make fights?" Because I kept saying that yeah, too. Yeah,
0: fucking <laughs> hell. Oh. That got that yeah, was it had um, to be there moment. Yeah, had to be there, listeners. Um, but yeah, mate, when we got to King Edward Park, like said be there at 2.30, so it was 20 past two. I'm going to the yep. boys and the girls. Fuck, it, just get 2.30, you've got to be there. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, Danny can't wait to be there. The, the, the bride's never there on time and that. They're going, and then... No, they, like you have had to
1: a, be there at 2.30 for three. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, but they're like, yeah, we'll get there right on three. And I'm like, I like being there. I'm one of those blokes that likes yeah. to be there on time. And it's quarter two, and we still haven't left the Great Northern. And I'm oh, like, really? let's get down there. So we end up walking... Up the hill, yeah. Yeah, 300 metres. Mm. Stinking hot. Suits in.
1: A straight uphill too.
0: Everyone's got a tiny bit of sweat, but the big Nielsen, he's fucking drenched in absolute sweat, <laughs> got there. Yeah. And to my surprise and to your credit, Cambo, one of the greatest ideas in wedding history. Yes, yeah, sir. Eskies full of fucking so much piss, so yeah. much to choose from. Listeners, at Cambo's wedding, this is a great idea for if any brickies, any girl or, or boy, brave enough to marry a brickie. Have eskies there for when the reception is and they're walking down the aisle. You can, When you're empty, you, you go chuck in the bingo, pick up another cold one, freezing cold ice. Fucking great idea, Kimber. Yeah,
1: well, that was my idea for the ceremony. So <laughs> bring the beers. And Danica's idea, which actually proved to be a masterstroke as well, was we actually had the cake cutting down there as well. That was... that, yeah. And, like, the cake actually got eaten. Like, if we had to cut the cake... Four hours later at the ceremony, when everyone had sixteen schooners under their belt, no one would eat. No, would
0: have been been a waste. And because people and it was a grouse
1: cake too, actually.
0: Yeah, I had. um,
1: That was yeah, three different flavors. I
0: had one because I'm not I'm not a big cake man. You think you take one look at me and you You think, mate, you fucking (laughs) ate the whole cake. But um, yeah, I'm not really cake man. Especially when on the beers, I was like, oh, I'll grab some because you know it's early. We weren't well intoxicated at that time, mate. Great idea to have the cake at that reception there because you know a lot of the girls and a lot of the boys like they haven't been drinking as much so they're yeah, more yeah, inclined yeah. to eat something yeah. like that and I it got know, fucking so. demolished eh
1: it did yeah it was good yeah. anyway uh, this is not a wedding planning podcast if you need any further <laughs> wedding planning advice please consult my missus because I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> and then like,
0: tell you what got me when um, the bridal party was walking down all you boys already suited up dressed in the nines except for Jed <laughs> um, oh. no and The brides walking, uh, all the bridal parties walking down. Young Elodie. Oh, s- yeah, she's, yeah. She had no idea what was going on And then you screamed Elodie, Elodie and then she saw you Her face lit up, mate Yeah, it really cool video The other day I couldn't help myself Fucking <laughs> teared in my eye Sammy Elwyn's going What are you fucking crying for? And <laughs> fucking Elodie's reading straight down you You picked her up, mate Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> moment that was <laughs> No, it was, it was
1: good It was good to have her there
0: Yeah, so And then, yeah Reception done Straight to Sorry, ceremony done Straight to the reception Dicko Park Yeah Mate How's yeah, the choices for fucking alcohol? On we had taps, we had bottles, we had fucking yeah. different things. We usually at weddings and that you only get a couple of chews from it. No, it was, it was fucking good. And they had
1: like um ginger beers and the what are those um Brookvale Union vodka lemon lime bitters. as well. Mate, as <laughs> fucking we we, yeah. we it into them. Yeah. Like
0: we're in um there's seven of us, the big seven. Mel's of Welsh. Um, Scotty Flash, Glanville, Sammy, yeah. and we we're um in shouts together, but we we're getting Stone woods. So we're going up to the bar, and we're like we get seven stained woods, and they're looking at us going, fucking serious? Like, and I think by the end of the night, they're like, Nah, like two drinks per person because it was just getting a bit out of hand.
1: I don't think I actually ordered a drink every time someone like every time I needed one, I just looked over the bar, and obviously, I knew everyone there. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, just, yeah, give me one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was unreal. Fuck, so man,
1: that night the dance floor was going right
0: off, not like I got on there at all, but. I was, um, oh, I was moving. In. Another,
1: another masterstroke was, um, Charlie Uber eats two bottles of Fireball. Oh, I thought your mum brought them. Nah. And then, um, we just had Pitbull's Fireball on repeat three times and it was just getting passed around. It was hectic. Oh, I remember your, um,
0: cause your old I girl come up and gave me some. And I had, a, okay. I had two big swigs of it. She, she's no no, that's enough. That's enough. She thought I was going to scale the whole bottle. And I was like, oh, well you, you don't, don't offer the big fella some fireball if you know, know what's going to happen. And then who's your, the mate, you had the, the seven-day wedding up at... Um, Emirates Emirate. He had a sip of fireball. And we started talking, you know, I'm blowing the boys out, outside. And he's just fucking fully dropped his whole full schooner and just smashed all around the floor. Fucking liquids <laughs> flying around everywhere. And that's when they started bringing out the plastic oh, yeah. cups. Not, not, to, not to mention the fucking broken glass on the dance floor. And <laughs> yeah, that fuck... one, of them,
1: one of them was nah, definitely more. W- than...
0: one, of, one, of the great, great weddings, Cambo and Cheers, Sunday. That was, was no good. I can't believe he's um kept going.
1: <laughs> I'm a stay and not a player dance. <laughs> yeah,
0: clearly, and I think a big reason why you went so hard, Cambo, is the thought of Wednesday six pm. We've already mentioned it at the start of this podcast. Oh, Black yeah. Bricky Corduroy's caps—they're finally on sale. being Cambo, we've got them on our head we cannot wait for all the brickies all the public to get their hands on these limited so you're stock gear, them at
1: 6pm listeners set your timers as if you're about to watch a race where you got a heavy stake on it because these strictly will not last in fact my bet is the website will crash <laughs> oh, i hope they won't crash because i got you know my limited uh tech
0: Brains, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I'm like Bray Charles, pressing all these buttons, going beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. I, I doubt these will last 24 hours. We, we have, we've got a few. I won't say how many we've got, but we've got a few, but we haven't got a heap. So, you know, being the first uh, merch drop... Didn't want to go out there and be ridiculous and no. buy like a ridiculous amount, of, amount no, like tens yeah, of thousands, yeah. but we've got a few. Um, Cambo, I'm sh- sure you've got a few messages. Sammy's got a few messages from mm. his um, boys down the Riverina area. We've got blokes reckon from England reckon they're ordering one. I said, oh, mate, well, you're going to have to pay the international shipping rate because it's, <laughs> no, it's like 65 bucks. He goes, Christ. yeah, I want to pay for it. So that's how, much, how many okay. people want to lay out there. So I'm telling you, look at Cambo's face right now. It looks great if you're watching this. My face fucking yep. fits beautiful. Brickies on the side, emblem on the front.
1: Let's get into it.
0: International Rugby League, Canva. <coughs> so there's few international games going at the moment. Last weekend or just on the weekend gone, we had Australia v. New Zealand.
1: Australia ended up getting up thirty six eighteen. Thirty
0: six eighteen. 36-18. Did you watch any of it?
1: I did, yeah. I watched 75 minutes and then someone texted me because my fucking KO lags. And someone texts me like, Oh yeah, Nico Hines has set up a try and I was like, No, he hasn't. Like and it was two tries later. So in no, mind, that's how far behind we Yeah, we're. it was like it was like five minutes back. Mm, my, and yeah. then um yeah, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm turning this off. Check the score on the NRL out, that it blew out a bit. But
0: Yeah, oh it was good. See, there's been plenty of international footy the last few weekends, but in my opinion, on like I've watched the game, but when I say watched I'd probably say very loosely, like I was at the um, yeah.
1: Happy and, Brothers' thirtieth,
0: and 30th, then I watched the, the Duke and,
1: well, and that, <sighs> and it's been um, prime time, which I don't know. Quite often, you can sort of be excused for not watching international rugby league if it's over in uh, Europe or the UK, as has the as the World Cup was last year. But this year, like it's in our prime time slot. But I suppose we just got other shit going on.
0: Well, that's what I was going to bring it to, like. You know, man, I'm diehard rugby league supporter. You met yourself and I, we watch all eight games every single week, and if we miss one, we'll watch the replay or the minis or whatever. But it just seems like this year, it's the season's just kind of dragged on that little bit way too long. And now, like, yeah, there's all this international footy, and I should be foaming at the mouth, I should be bricked up, I should be excited, but yeah. I just can't get around it for some reason. Yeah, I Yeah, I don't know, I don't know I what it is. Like
1: I don't know. I think you're sort of build and build and build for that grand final, and the grand final's such a climax and now it's hard to, it's yeah. I don't know. Hard to get excited, I suppose, about the international rugby league scene, especially when Australia, as we saw, usually dominates, is, is still very dominant. And like, a, yeah, it looks like clear first, clear second now, with New Zealand pumping Samoa, and then you sort of got that third rung with Tonga, Samoa, England. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's that's the right. This is what. All, all, what do you think? Do you think? The, the the scheduling of the games for international um, due to the scheduling of the NRL, do you think the NRL season with those 27 rounds, your origin in the middle, you know, the after origin period where there's a few scrappy games where, you know, those teams aren't going to make the eight I and they're know, coming mate. up against each other. Do you think, do you feel like the season's getting too way too long and these international games at the back end of the year, if it's not a World Cup, you know, fans, you know, fans and just rugby league, um, people in general, maybe it's just not interesting because yeah, the season's I don't too long.
1: I, 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 I don't think it's that the season's too long, but I just don't see it like it's certainly not a big revenue driver. And that's why, like, this competition was only put together like in round 20. That's what I mean. Like, and, how- but like, you're never going to cut into the state of origin schedule. That's why they're always going to have a dead rubber, whether it's a, de- a game three, mm. they're always going to have a game three, whether it's a dead rubber or a decider, because it's such a big revenue, such a big money maker. The season is such a big moneymaker because of the broadcast deals. All 27 rounds, eight games every week. Yeah. And they cannot reduce that. Like, they'd like to, but it just looks so shit on paper to reduce it. And these international games clearly don't cut it. But, like, a, a pro bias for the international game is like James Graham. And James, on his podcast, he... Massively spruce the international game. But he the, does. The yeah. money's just not there. But he 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 says to fans like, if you just want more international rugby league, you've got to turn up. You've got to watch the game. You've got to show your faith by buying the tickets, being there. Like, but like I, I'd rather go to an Origin than a Australian New Zealand oh, one, test.
0: One one hundred percent. Most people in the eastern seaboard of Australia would. But to the fans' credit of what James Graham is saying. You can't expect the fans to pay their hard earned to go watch these international games if they're putting these competitions like making these games official around round twenty, round twenty one when it's everyone's looking at finals footy. You can't expect people yeah. to get up and about of a, a random Australian New Zealand game or an Australian um, Samoa game when there's no meaning to it. Like, what's this? A Pacific Championships? Like, I don't,
1: I don't who, know. I like, suppose the more they do it, the bigger the rivalry they build. But yeah, but like, is
0: it going to be a thing for years to come? I remember. When I was growing up, it was always tri-nations. It was always Australia, England and New Zealand. Like, you you bring those games.
1: So they have the Pacific Championship between Australia New Zealand and Samoa, and they have that emerging, like, I know Tonga and England are playing a tri-series, but they have that emerging nations like uh, PNG, Fiji and Cook Islands. That's cool. Like, surely the winner out of that should play now Samoa, now that Samoa's lost the Pacific Championship to a, I don't know.
0: Yeah, that's the I man. It makes no sense to me. It just seems like you know, oh yeah, well, it's the end of the year uh, broadcasting, right? Oh, we got to get some international games. Oh, we'll just chuck they, they oh they saw this oh, somehow oh, they made the World Cup final the other year, so let's just chuck them in against Australia, and New Zealand, the two metaphorical big dogs. Yeah, it just it, is, ma- it's it
1: just it does make for a long season. I don't know how these blokes do it, to be honest. Like, and
0: they're only getting um, so if you make the Australian team and you play World Cup games, twenty grand, but. International games, you're only getting like three grand or something per game.
1: Oh, I don't think that's a huge um, incentive for anyone, like, the pay. You don't think? I, oh, I don't know, to be honest. It'd be interesting. You, you put yourself in their shoes. It'd be interesting like to, to, ha- to listen to someone who's recently retired comment on that.
0: I look at blokes like... Del- I mean,
1: Origin. Origin, like you can earn an extra ninety grand a year that's, if you're that's, playing all three games. Of origin. Yeah, when we well,
0: used to be even more before COVID. It used to be nearly close to fifty grand per game. Nah, it wasn't. No, so it, it, it's it was, only come
1: back up to thirty now.
0: So it was fifty, and they cut it down for COVID nah, cards and now they've only kept no it at thirty.
1: No way. I'll fact check that. Yeah, we'll
0: have it. to have a look at that. But then I'll look at blokes like on the weekend and the weekend before, Dylan Edwards made his debut. He missed his brother's wedding because he you know, he's like, No, nah, fuck, I want to play for the kangaroos. Which is you got blokes like Nico yeah. Hines, you look at blokes like that and you can see like, you know, when the national Anthem is playing, they're building it out, they're blokes where you're like, Right, are you just like this is what we need all 17 players to take the field and be doing, be passionate about the Jersey, be passionate about the international game, not just one or two blokes <laughs> who are making their debut. And then, you know, oh, who cares yeah. if they really want international footy to start thriving and have success in the back of it, of what James Graham that's saying, they need to make, make it a spectacle like origin, yeah. like these um, uh, Tonga versus Samoa or all these, uh Pacific Nation games. But I suppose
1: then they're, they're only going to do that by ha- having more of these tournaments every year. And I don't know, we kind of need to get around them rather than shoot it down and say it was a last-minute organised thing. But it is hard when, I don't mm. know, the facts speak for themselves. It was a last-minute idea by Landis.
0: Yeah, that's right. Well, mate, look at you being positive and me being negative. Weddings really change you, hasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, mate. Married, <laughs> married
0: life. Now, staying on the... Staying on the international train, you
1: could say, but I'm switching codes. You're not a big. Hey, re- know, I just want to clear this up before we go back. Oh yes, according to the Sydney Morning Herald, Sydney Morning Herald rather, men's state of origin players are earning thirty thousand per match in 2023. This represents a return to the pre-pandemic match payment amount, which. Players receiving a in which players received a reduced fee of ten thousand dollars in twenty twenty oh, okay. and fifteen thousand in twenty
0: twenty one. Okay, you were right. Where did I put, did you ever hear the fifty thousand figure without mind nah, it just being media hype?
1: Because I don't know. I thought, um, yeah, you could approximately boost your salary every year by hundred grand by playing three games, and you get
0: taxed on top of that. Surely, yeah, definitely, yeah. So do the beep boops on that. <laughs> but like I said, moving on, staying on the international train, but we're switching codes. You're not a big rubber union boy, either am I, but did you see, as of this morning, Eddie Jones, coach or former coach now of the Wallabies, he's uh, he's
1: quit. Yeah, he has. And uh, I don't know, I suppose he's yet to take up that rival offer with Japan that he supposedly interviewed with. But um, I don't know, Dan, we've been speaking about marriages a lot on this podcast and second marriages often fail. And (laughs) that one has definitely failed.
0: Well... You only have to go on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or all these news agencies. And there's a lot to hate about Eddie Jones at the moment. Everyone's quick to hate on getting on the hate train. But Cambo, yeah, you know me, I like to stay positive. I think Eddie Jones quitting the Australian Rugby Union things are positive. Do you want to know what?
1: Oh, geez, I'd love to. All
0: right-o. You look at rugby league for an example. Headlines, back-page papers in the sport – Everywhere you look, any media you go, there's always rugby league stories this, rugby league stories that. Over the last five to ten years, how many rugby union stories are making back page of the paper? How many times are you seeing rugby union in the media headlines? Never. very, Very little. Never. I think tinfoil hat, bit of conspiracy here. Australian rugby, they've set Eddie Jones up to purposely quit at this time as coach because they want to control the headlines. They want to control the New South Wales, Queensland media. They want to control the rugby union battle over rugby league. And they're like, Right if Eddie Jones quits, now this puts us into the headlines. This is taking all the attention away from rugby league. So I think this is eyes up from Australian rugby union. What and Eddie they think
1: Now they all of a sudden bring in a messiah and turn it all around.
0: This is all part of their plan. It's a five-year Gus Gould plan. They've been on the blower to him. They've gone on to Eddie Jones. Look, mate, we're going to give you. We're going to pay you out. <clears throat> we're going to pay you under the table if you can take us through the World Cup. We're not going. to We know we're not going to perform well. We know that we haven't got the caliber of players. After that World Cup, they we're gonna, did. They just didn't pick him. We're going to have. <laughs> Don't interrupt the story here, Cambo. We've got players that we're not going to pick. We're going to have players that aren't going to perform on the field. We're going to get back. We're going to throw a little headline out that you're going over to Japan. And then one morning in October, you're just going to come out and quit. And it's going to be headlines all around the country taking over the sporting atmosphere. And now everyone's talking about rugby union. No one's talking about rugby league. It's a fucking brilliant idea by Australian rugby. And Eddie Jones.
1: Mate, I think uh, you just take it easy on the old CBD oil. eh? (laughs)
0: Allegedly, but I don't know,
1: in, in terms of a successor, there's absolutely no one at the helm. And it's kind of like no one's even driving the bus with that Hamish McLennan CEO who's just, mate, just step down already. <laughs> step <laughs> down or step out. But um, actually, they were talking, so the coach in New Zealand, Ian Foster. Yes. Currently unemployed. Sign him up. Yeah, Well. We had a couldn't work, we, we could, had a kiwi before in Dave Rennie, and he was doing way better than Eddie Jones.
0: We couldn't do any worse, could we?
1: Oh God, probably.
0: <laughs> Who else is he out there? Rick Stone looking for a job?
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, nah, well, um, what's his name's? What's his name? Colin from around here is doing a lot, a lot mm, of coaching. True, I think he was coaching some. I don't know. Well, I mean, you wouldn't I'd get it for the Australian side, would you? I'd be very much speaking out of school if I said I knew yeah. who, who was amongst the candidates <laughs> for that job.
0: And into one topic that you're not really familiar with, we're going on to another one. A bit of cricket. bit of cricket World Cup. The one-day international 50-over World Cup at the moment. Basically, Cambo, there were about five or six games through and they played, there's ten teams. They so everyone yeah. plays late at each other once. England, they're at the bottom at the moment, Cambo. Yeah,
1: I have been keeping abreast of it. As I do mention quite regularly. I listen to enough radio, sports radio, to know what's going on. But I just know absolutely fuck all (laughs) tactically about cricket. Like, literally less than fuck all. Like, give me a fielding position, I would not have a single fucking idea what you're talking about. You know, the wiki keeper? Oh, yeah, wiki. Slit? First slit? That's like... um, Eleven o'clock or one o'clock? If you're looking at the fucking. Uh, yeah,
0: it's not bad. Next to the next first slip, next to the um keeper, second slip, third slip, and then gully is like down the kind of like yeah. a f- yeah yeah yeah. And then you got uh, cow's corner. No idea. Yeah, you wouldn't go that. Not many people really know them ones. You go. What else you got? You got um, mid on, mid off. No. Nah. Pretty much eight o'clock and four o'clock behind the bowlers with the batter. You're looking at the batter. Oh yeah yeah yep, yeah. Straight down to the bit of an angles. Um. Not the point, England, fucking dog shit. Piers Morgan, fucking serves you right. And
1: Aren't England England are the reigning premiers? Oh no, that's the T Twenty World Cup, isn't it?
0: Ah, uh, one of them, but that's the
1: one they had a draw with New Zealand. Then Z, yes, it? yeah, that's and they right. They went to the Super over yeah. and it was just a countback, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: that's right. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were right. They that's why the rules on that. That's too, why actually. England and New Zealand versus each other the first game of the World Cup this year because it was the final last time,
1: and England got the moral win.
0: Yeah, and they might be world champions from the last world cup, T-Town. but I tell you what, they're world champion fucking whingers as well. So they've come <laughs> out with this, they've come out with this book, right? Buzzball, which oh, is, yeah, you know, what they're yeah. calling about the coach and that. And they had um,
1: Which hasn't even been That successful for him yet Oh fuck What's the wiki
0: keeper's name His name is Bear See
1: I do know cricket I am a cricket more than you
0: <laughs> So Bairstow And they had all the quotes In there of him Whinging about When um, Alex Carey Fucking ran him yeah. out And he was saying me. Like you,
1: Oh I'm not whinging about it Or I'm over it yeah, yeah,
0: yeah and it's all quoted In the book And you know There's footage of him Doing it previously In the past and that yeah. Mate, on the couple of nights ago um, against... Oh, I forget who, that, who England verse, but Bairdstow was up the non-strikers end and whoever was batting up the other end, they've hit the ball, but they've come out and the wicked keeper was just thrown the ball at the stumps and fucking ran him out. So, like, it was this perfect... Oh, Birstow. No, no, Bairstow no, 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 ran his um, partner out. So, oh. yeah, and the crowd was just fucking giving it to him. It couldn't have been perfect timing with that book, Baz coming out with all those quotes of them whinging. Yeah. England just need a fucking stay behind that crease and fucking not run themselves out. That's the number one, one of the best well, rules in is, cricket you that learn. Is, that
1: is one of the very few rules I do know in cricket. Say the fuck in your crease. It's
0: like England need to go back and play Milo Have A Go, you know, at the park in summer. Milo Have A Go, remember <laughs> that with the green was, plastic stumps? I
1: thought it was Kenya cricket. No, there was Kenga K- cricket out
0: west. Yeah, Kenga cricket, you got Milo Have A Go. You got all, you got all the bells and whistles in the, um, in the city, mate. Not just the country, there's plenty of things. But England, watching that, it's just fucking so funny because... Piers Morgan, he doesn't even – he's usually quite vocal on Twitter and that about the cricket, but he's been well and truly silenced with all this fucking shit going on. So
1: where are Australia at?
0: We're sitting fourth at the moment.
1: And and uh, there's no final series. It's just semi-semi. Oh, yeah, so there's uh, the
0: top four go. First versus fourth, second versus third. Yeah. So, mate, we're, we're going Probably well, though. Probably versus but, India. Uh, possibly.
1: India would be paying odds on to win it, surely.
0: Um, we'd be going up. We'd be out there as well, mate. Adam oh, would Zamp- be about 550. Zampa, our spinner, who doesn't spin the ball. it'd fucking... Have you ever... Seen, you, you know Zampa? Uh, no. he's, he's like our... He's our spin not bowler. Not personally. He's, he's our spin bowler at the moment. He's quite a quirky <coughs> oh, wow. fellow. Oh, no, he's, no. he's like the leading wicket take it so far. He's When he bowls the ball, it does not spin, but he just takes wickets all the time because they just go dead straight and straight on and just fucking sneaks through through LBW or little captures and that there Howard what's Australia paying to win yeah, it yeah so favourites? Australia paying
1: four bucks yeah. they're not favourites India are odds on as I said two bucks South Africa they're paying 450 might go the double from the New Zoe- Zealand 650 and if you want a bit of a roughie down in on the fifth rung of betting Pakistan at 101 to one yeah not
0: not happening not happening England can't qualify can they
1: well, I don't know they're paying 500 to one yeah well not gonna happen um
0: It'd be interesting to see South Africa versus New Zealand in the final, just like the Rugby Union World Cup final. Yeah,
1: it would be interesting. That would be say, not me. Is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, far out! Actually, I'll tell you just before I go on to this story, I was watching some YouTube last night. How good were those fucking Lozads ads back in the day? Ad Lowe's? Yeah,
1: <laughs> fuck. They need to bring them back and just put you know, get some. Was he doing them when were they doing them when they were playing? Yeah, I believe Fuck so. Third party legend for that. Oh, you reckon, but oh, are you serious? Imagine how many blokes would have just had a go at. Maybe not blocker because blocker was pretty revered back in the day. But
0: oh, maybe it was when they were on the Footy Show. That's when they were started doing oh, them because yeah, had like yeah. Fatty Vorden was but doing like them.
1: Curtis, Curtis and Bailey and have been on them. Yeah, there's been a few. Um, but like imagine, imagine like Verse and Bailey Curtis, you'd just be giving it to them about it. Surely they get me, you and Sammy on a Lowe's art. We'd be fucking terrific.
0: We've got horn shirts up to 5XL at Lowe's. Yeah, Black right. brickies, corduroys, caps. Where can you get them? At Lowe's.
1: You'd have to pay me more, at more than $5.95 <laughs> to get me. <laughs> 100000
0: oh, Or I can bring them back for sure. We'll be in the rugby league off-season, Cambo, and, um, you know, trying to find some interesting stories, interesting yarns to, you know, get bricked up about. Uh, just something... Out of the ordinary. The one I come across on TikTok the other day, Cambo, and, you know, you're not on TikTok, so you probably wouldn't have been familiar with this story, but it's about one of Australia's ghost towns as it is now uh, due to health reasons and um, biohazards in the area. True. Just It is pretty bad. So um, it's a place in Western Australia that has... Sorry, it's a place in Western Australia that is so toxic and contaminated that even a short visit there could cause major health issues and possible death. Whittenoom is located in northern Western Australia. It was a mining town between 1940 and 1966. They mined for the wonder material at the time known as asbestos. Around 20,000 people lived there in that town. Are you familiar with Whittenoom?
1: Yeah, I'd actually, I was telling you today when we were speaking about it that I'd actually looked into. Like that town, because for some reason I was looking up asbestos and didn't realise until then that asbestos was a naturally occurring material.
0: What, well, did you think it was like man-made? Like Yeah, I
1: thought it was like some fucking chemical setup.
0: Yeah, well, I knew that it was a natural material, but I didn't know it was like a mining thing. I thought it might have been like farmed or, or something like that, You're like grown, but yeah, it's, it was mine. <laughs> grow, well, it's like a fibre or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's fi- well a min- not a mineral, but a fibre. Like dr-
1: yeah, well, it is a mineral. It's like fucking... Uh, like this blue shit.
0: Yeah, well, basically, what was like? It was mainly used for for uh, building supplies and that. You know, it was very good fire because of good yeah, fire retardant and massive that. Fire yeah, fire retardant material. That's well, like obviously. I worked in the chibi game, An so inso, always inso. yeah insulation. So always removing um, asbestos. You can be very careful with that. So, um, twenty thousand people lived in the town, Cambo. Obviously, no one knew the health issues related to the asbestos at the time. They legit pulled it. Out everywhere. They put it out everywhere, like, all over the roads. They put it in, like, garden beds, et cetera. So, like, to keep the dust and that from flying around everywhere because in the mine, mining sites. And obviously, yeah. mining site going to be dusting that all around the neighbourhoods. So they fucking put it all over the roads, put it all over the parkland and that. And there's been, um like, sources saying that kids, because it was, like, blue, kids used to, like, use of this chewing gum instead. So, they just pick it up and start chewing in that on it. Oh, so, full-blown asbestos, and they're fucking – the kids, like – you. It's like Elodie would go and pick that up and fucking start <laughs> twitting in their mouth. But, but at the time, 1940s, 1966, they had no idea about the, the health hazards and that around it. Yeah. Um, they reckon 10% of the town's population had died from asbestos-related diseases. That'd be and
1: way more. That'd be way more, eh? Unless you the, died from something else, asbestos would eventually get you like 30 years.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. They reckon once you have um, like the asbestos, asbestos in your system, asbestos, Asbestosis, they reckon within two years you brown bread like Gorski no nah, so, no
1: nah, it's not two years it's like 30 no what the, I do
0: moss moss what like. That that's why
1: on. like heaps of um reno- renovators like people who are pretty keen renovators from like the 60s and 70s are like or carked in or Oh, either, no, like, no, 10, no. Yeah,
0: inch. so, like, it can – but once it um, starts having effect in your body, like, once you're diagnosed with it, you will die within two years. So, you, like, it can hook onto your lungs and stay in there and not cause any damage. Oh, yeah, right. It, it can stay up there for 30 years before it, like, migrates yeah, yeah, by itself. Okay. But once you're diagnosed with the asbestosis, like, um, cancer, you've got, like, less than two years to live. They reckon, yeah, so 10% of the town's population that died from the um, – the asbestos-related diseases. The town has been removed from official maps of WA, and can confirm this. It took me two or three maps this afternoon to actually find where it was, and is now officially closed to the public. Um Interesting fact about the town: Blue Sky Mines, Midnight Oil.
1: Oh, is that what it's? That, about? That's that's yeah, okay. what they took I think inspiration I from. Heard that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, fucking wild times back then, eh? Like, just. Sp-
1: oh, I suppose you don't know what you don't know,
0: but like to think. A town like that in Australia, like, you know, in our own backyard that's just you know, it's a ghost town there, like no one's allowed to go there. And if I think um like original owners of the land of the the Aboriginal people that live there, they want it the, the government to all go and clean it up. And I think I have gonna go
1: and tidy it up. Hey, Sorry, imagine guys. that. That'd be
0: big money cleaning that up, eh? That's fucking full on, but
1: big money cleaning it up. He'd be dead.
0: <laughs> no, but they would be able to clean up some here, wouldn't oh, they?
1: I don't know. You'd have to live in a hazmat suit. And then, like, you'd have to get out of the hazmat suit and burn everything that was on you. How could you burn it? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> no, like, that's like, if you, yeah, like, you can't use the same hazmat su- suit twice and then, like, you yeah, can
0: Yeah, I know that, yeah.
1: Oh, it's fucked that asbestos shit. Mm. Stay away from that.
0: Yeah, that's fucking full on. What are you saying about some ghost town you were watching on oh, Netflix? No.
1: Well, I, I said when we, when you brought it up that um, I said Batuta was a ghost town. Oh, is Batuta actually no one there? There's The population at the moment is three. Three people. Three people, yeah. And so on Wiki at the moment it says, Batuta is a ghost town within the locality of Birdsville in the Diamantina Shire. In the channel country of central west Queensland, Batuta is situated on a jibber plain? Yep. One hundred and seventy kilometers east of Birdsville, and all they have is a dry airstrip, a cricket field, a racetrack, and the Batuta Hotel. And they host the Simpson Desert Carnival, which is held in September. I reckon we should try and go to that.
0: What is it? The Simpson
1: Simpson Simpson Desert Racing Carnival? Like they have horse races there? They still do. Yeah, like people get out there.
0: Why is it like? Why is it deserted now? Like, is there a reason why they got people out of there, um, or is there my- a?
1: No, so the uh, I don't know, I don't know why people left. <laughs> yeah, I thought there's the not much holding them there. But so the pub was open until 1997, and someone actually reopened the pub recently.
0: Yeah, but, interesting. Um, I feel like with the Batuta Advocate, um, the um, what do you call it, satire news page? There, they should um to get some events and that there. I reckon a lot of people do. would be, like that's, Oh, they do, that's they do get, they get out of, there.
1: like, and they've put up a sign and heaps of shit like that.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't mind that.
1: But um, I was also listening to a podcast that, I don't know, I think they recently brought out a Netflix doco on it. And it's called, it's nearly a ghost town. It's called um, Last Stop Larimer. The, the podcast is Last called Last Stop L- Larimer. Larimer. And Larimer is a town like um, just shy of two hours away from Catherine in the Northern Territory. Oh, Australia. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah and um, there were 12 people in the town and one's gone missing. In 2017.
0: Oh, 2017. Yeah, yeah so right. they've done all this podcast. Six and I'm seven just about years
1: to ago. Listen to the podcast, but um, yeah, so the population has gone from 12 to 11, and this bloke and his dog are just gone like missing overnight.
0: And what do they reckon got him?
1: Well, conspiracies they, of ghosts or something. I, I I don't know. I'm not fully at the end of the podcast, but um, yeah, it was like he's just sort of vanished. But they obviously suspect foul play. Yeah, right. It's um, him and his dog actually. And, it, it, like, his hat and his wallet and, like, he had a meal out ready to cook that night after he got home from the pub. It's just, like, you look at
0: country towns like that, 11,
1: 12 people,
0: and it's just I just can't see the incentive of living in a town like that. Well, like, It's probably the, all they what they've known. They were saying
1: on the podcast, like, the bloke, uh, the podcast, and this podcast was originally re- released in, like, early 2018. The bloke was trying to sell the pub because he had prostate cancer. Guess how much he wanted for it.
0: Is it, is it a higher number or is it a low number?
1: I reckon it's a ridiculous price,
0: eight hundred grand,
1: five hundred thousand for a pub that twelve people live there. Twelve people, and like half of them hate each other. Like one resident is banned from the pub from stealing Mars bars. One of them doesn't go there because he doesn't (laughs) like the publican. Like,
0: Um, oh, actually, you know that uh, Telstra Country Tour ad? Oh, here we go. That's the that's the town.
1: No, it's not (laughs) because there's not even a footy side. There's not even (laughs) enough people to have a footy side, and. (laughs) 98% 98% of the residents there are over 60.
0: <laughs> yeah, you well, know, basically those people on that ad. Yeah. They're pretty bad. Anyway, fucking interesting. Send in your um, yarns about country towns out there. There's you a couple got of go- ghost
1: towns like near Lithgow. And um, like uh, near Mudgy as well. Like Hill End is classified as ghost town. Me and Jimmy went over there one day. We tried to get into the old mines, which was probably a good idea that they are all blocked off. Yeah, 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 fucking hell. And then like Hartley near Lithgow. There's another one called um, like... I don't know. I was looking at them all today, actually.
0: I I, I just could imagine um, plenty of... They're all gold mining towns. Yeah, well, that's the man. All these um, mining... Well, previously mining towns, surely there's got some good yarns and some stories and some, you know, ghost stories. The
1: good yarns yarns these days are, like, people go over there, like, just going for a fuck around, like, going gold panning and find, like, a $10,000 nugget and shit.
0: Yeah, well, even those... Brickies, fucking send them in. Send your messages send in. Send your nuggets in. we got voice message system in that there. Send them in for sure. Couple of rugby league talking points, Cambo. So, I think it's a good time to announce that uh, what's new on the castle, well, one of us, will be going to Vegas in 2023. I will be there. 2023. With 2024, sorry. I will be in going to Vegas in 2024 alongside Jack Marshall, big, big, big friend of the show, J.M., Nathan Merritt, we call him in touch footy, flying winger. Yeah, so we're heading over there in (laughs) 2024. I can't wait. You, um, when I told you, you had a bit funny on this Vegas thing next year.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think, um, like, I'm a bit mixed on it. Like, I can sort of see where it's coming from. Like, I think the money can be better utilised. Like, I know they had, like, a launch there the other night, and they just had all the big wigs there, but... um, and I suppose, like, when I say, oh, the money could be better spent, like, say, in rural areas or whatever, like, I'm sure Volandis and the ARL Commission and all of that would just say, yeah, listen, we've got to spend money to make money. They'll go over there, hope to make a lot of revenue, which I reckon they're hoping to make a lot of revenue off the back of um, sports betting. And that's why yeah. that's why uh, Albanese and Volandis has sort of gone on that um, US trip to sort of spruik... I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely you know I, Just sort of spruik the sport, spruik sports betting because that's where the revenue is going to come from.
0: Oh, mate, I 100% agree with you. Um, in, in ways where, when they did announce it, I was kind of just like, kind of yeah. weird. I find it kind of, I'm, I'm big on the AFL model, right? Like I know they went to China, etc., a few years ago, but um, the, that door just opened and feels like a ghost is just coming in here. <laughs> well, closing the, went out, yeah will yeah, in the set. Um, I'm just like, you know, Stick to not grassroots, stay in your lane, stay in the Australian lane because that's where I feel like we should be building the game. We should be building the game in Australia and not worry about that international market. But then, you know, I listen to Peter Villandis and that talk about, you know, we bring the game and that over to America, Las Vegas, wherever. I can see. Like, you know, it's, it's got idiots like myself going over there, and I fucking can't wait to get over there. Oh, no, I definitely
1: um, can see where it's going. It's going to pump a lot of money into, hopefully, the NRL and hopefully the Australian economy. Uh, economy. Hopefully, we see a bit of return on it. But um, Well,
0: they reckon they're getting Tom Brady to um, yeah, be yeah, on I've the launch that, there yeah. over there. That's, um you know, well, if it's an American
1: athlete you want to launch the game, it would be Tom Brady. No, I tell you, the American athlete you want there one Travis Kelsey. Because he's gonna, <laughs> yeah, true. You know who he's gonna bring? Taylor's there. Yeah, a little bit of Tay Tay, and so shake that was off. my big theory. But guess where she's gonna be when the NRL has round zero over there? Australia, correct? Yeah, right. The, she's gonna um, be doing the T Swift, the T Swift lift. Yeah, a bit of Reese Walsh, shake it off, shake it off. But um, it's gonna be interesting to see the four sides. Is it Rabbits, Manly, Brisbane, and Chooks? Chooks, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they sort of go for the first five or six rounds if they're carrying a little bit of jet lag into round two. And I don't know, especially the team that loses in Vegas. And
0: yeah, I know what you mean. Because the week they come back, that's when the rest of the team's going to play. So they've got like a two week break.
1: I think it's like 12 days. Yeah. Yes. You think you'd get given
0: more. 12 days is not enough, especially if they're going to go for a little rip after um, the well, game.
1: I don't know. Would you? Yeah, I suppose you'd.
0: You'd fucking have to, mate. You, you're, you're telling me you're going to send those If boys- you were
1: the Broncos and you've lost that game last year, do you think that's what they'd want to do? I yeah. don't think so. Yes. <laughs> you and I. They rub your league. They rub your league. You and players. I, hell yeah. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I. Jeez. Oh, if I was part of the football de- department, I wouldn't want to go there if I was Brisbane, you know. I'd want to stay here, stay focused. You know, I don't know. Obviously, the draw hasn't come out yet. I don't think they're going to get 98% of their games in fucking Brisbane yeah. like they did last year. No, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think... That is a great rule That I don't think enough people were talking about
0: yeah, the Daily Blue, shout out the Daily Blue, they talk about the great rorts of all time. That is legit one of the great rorts. Brisbane only playing two or three times in Sydney besides the grand final and was just on ludicrous. That,
1: just on that Daily Blue, the only bad rort's the one you're not in on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly right.
0: Uh, what else we got here? Uh, a couple of things. Um, Ryan Madison switch with Josh Adokar. Ryan Madison potentially to the Bulldogs, Adokar to the Eels. I can understand why the Eels are after an outside back because, you know, you've been quite critical and, you know, and fair to you about the outside backs at the Parramatta Eels. Josh, Adi Car to the Eels. Yeah, I I can see how that works.
1: I don't know. The best outside backs at the Eels just don't seem to be available enough. Like, um, I think if they had their best back three, it would be Sean Russell, Clint Gutherson and Mike Acevo. And that would obviously leave who to play in the centres. Probably Bailey Simonson. Yeah, I don't know if Wong is still there or not. He's wake leadless. up, Wonger. <laughs> yeah, actually, I heard a yarn about him. So you, the reason Penrith signed him was Penrith took like one of their development squads over to p- play, or their or the WA squad, um, like the schoolboys squad, yep. came over to play a warm up game for the uh, Australian schoolboys tournament. Yep, Penrith beat him fifty two sixteen, and Wonga scored a hat trick. Yeah right. So that's w- w- good signed yeah. up. Yeah, cool. Well for like, I think it might might even be combined all states. Yeah, okay. But yes, that's how he got picked up. Penrith were like, yeah, we might have this kid. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, hell, that's good. I
0: can see why Parramatta want to get rid of Ryan Madison. Like, yeah, you know, geez. you know, You'd we want talked that. about this last year, but when he decided after the twenty twenty two grand final to. Take the suspension rather than pay the fine.
1: Was it three or four weeks? Four.
0: Three or four weeks, yeah. I think if it was. I think it would be, let's just say four weeks for argument's sakes. But even if it was three weeks, mate, get the fuck out of me club.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, do I don't want to play my side. I do enough Parramatta bashing to know. That, that listeners probably know where I stand on them, but yeah. Definitely
0: not a bricky that I'd want in my side. Definitely well, not, Rock Matter. Right. Ta-ta. Go to the Bulldogs and... How do you even spot four?
1: Like no, mate, mate. Oh. they're not, not. they're not picking up enough. Like tide risers, like uh, they're, they're still missing a forward pack.
0: Kurt still Emilio as well. I'm sorry, boys. I just I just can't see how you're going to perform better than you have this year. Like what changes? Yeah, you got Stephen Crichton yeah. coming.
1: Actually, I, I was had, having this yarn with the mate the other day. Out of all the players that. Panthers have lost over the years, I reckon Stephen Crichton is actually the biggest. The biggest? Yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. There's a a massive argument for Appy, and maybe he's, I don't know, like, they'll obviously probably, obviously probably, uh, they'll probably replace him with Taylor May in the centres, I feel. Like, keep Mm. Tito Taruva and um, Brian on the wings, obviously.
0: Taylor May's back?
1: Yeah, that's who I said They probably just put him in the centres. And they've got Tungo in the centres as well. Because that
0: Tom Jenkins has come into Newcastle, which I think is not a bad signing.
1: I think it's a good signing.
0: There's rumours of Fox come to Newcastle as well. Which he's I, definitely not coming up here. He's uh, a Sydney boy through and through, man. Yeah, but mate, you when know, I say come up to God's country, you never know. Josh had a car on the Bricky's job site. mate. I could see that? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> you can't see that. Um, and one more bit of rugby league before we rugby league go a bit of one listener question and a voice message. We got um, rugby league. Uh, rugby, rugby rugby league the Anzac clashes so you know on the Anzac day typically you have the Dragons versus the Roosters at the Sydney football stadium you've got New Zealand and the Storm usually in Melbourne it looks like they're bringing the game to New Zealand next year which I think is a fucking great idea
1: I think it is too um, be yeah, interesting fine. with the time slot but yeah they might play that well, could they play
0: at 8 o'clock there and 6 o'clock here straight after the 4 o'clock game
1: I guess they'd have to but 8 o'clock yeah, 8 o'clock on and say it's a Tuesday next year. Mm, true. A big ask. True. But I mean, it is an exact day.
0: And it is the Rugby League and New Zealand. They, they tend right, to fucking league. don't listen about their, um, their TV audience. They usually only care about the Australian audience and that anyway. Yeah, fair call. Well, let me just check this. Uh, let's, we've got a couple questions. All righto. So, Henry Hunt. Henry Hunt is. Brother of Mike. Brother in law of Kurt Steele. Kurt right. Steele's hugs and kisses, her younger brother, and he's a big, big advocate of what's new on the castle. So, Camber, do you want to just give a big shout-out to Henry Hunt?
1: Shout-out Henry and your brother Mike.
0: He's got a question for you, Camber.
1: <laughs>
0: Here we go. he goes. Henry Hunt's question, fan question of the week.
1: Do I know this bloke? No. No, no
0: you, you wouldn't <laughs> want to know him. The whole family, young, he's got even more brothers there, Henry. Henry and um, forget the other one. Mike. (laughs) Yeah, Henry and Mike. (laughs) Righto. Righto, Cambo. Who in the NRL could you face up in a boxing match and why? Like
1: like, uh, me versus them. Yeah.
0: I've got one for you. Wonga Blake. Imagine
1: the reach Wonga would have on me. (laughs)
0: This seems the, the bashing you do to the poor bloke um, on the on the <laughs> on the, on the Daily on Blue.
1: But yeah, he would. Um, when I saw
0: this question come through, I was kind of like, I'd have thought for myself. and I'm like, yeah,
1: I don't I, really nah, want to. I need someone who looks like a wimp, like uh, Blake Wilson looks like a wimp and sounds like a wimp. Wilson. <laughs> yeah, but
0: these blokes <laughs> like you know, blokes like Dylan Edwards. Apparently, he can throw.
1: Them. Oh yeah, throws them like. Yeah, mate, he can throw him. Actually, like, I heard he can throw him. Yeah. I've never seen him. And he's the fittest bloke under the sun. Oh, like I thought of this question.
0: I'm kind of like, I don't really want to call out any any NRL players in case. Nah, do it,
1: mate. Just in case.
0: Be yeah. a big Oi. revenue there. Nelson, that's off of Solomoner. I'm fucking calling <laughs> you out. That's 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 a joke. <laughs> Just call it, um Yeah. Fuck! Oh imagine God. fighting my. Would you God. get in the ring with Nat for Nass with hundred grand?
1: Yeah, take it. Hundred grand. Yeah, probably. Hundred. What's he gonna do? Fifty knows. Fifty, nah. Probably. Not. <laughs> Sammy asked me
0: about that about Mace. Mace. Yeah, for fifty grand. I said I'd get knocked out for fifty off Mace, but I wouldn't get knocked out by Nass for a fucking fifty. Fuck. he's... Oh, geez, he'd
1: be intimidating. Nas, like, did Tell you? Me about your. He'd be a bit taller than Nas.
0: He's taller than me. He's got it three centimeters on the big fella.
1: Yeah, that's not much. Probably a 33 on me. The
0: steer down he did after the Harker on the weekend to Cam Murray. Poor Cam Murray. I was like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Fucking
0: hell. Actually, like talking that. about that Harker, I tell you what's something to be excited for in 2024. Brickies and Newcastle Knights fans. Leo Thompson leading that Harker yeah. on Saturday night was one of the greatest moments in rugby league in 2023. I was there watching it. All bunch of Knights fans were fucking that excited. We're looking at this mm. guy. Look at Leo. And then we're all silent. And he's fucking just the adrenaline and the dedication and the fucking. Just his facial expressions was so good to see. I was like, oh, my God. No, he's killing it. Yeah, so I cannot wait for that. Leo Thompson in 2023. We got we got one voice message, Cambo, and then we're done.
1: Let's get it. Joel Reed. Joel
0: Reed. Here we go. What's new in the castle, boys? Cambo and Nelson, you fucking
1: weapons. Um, what's on your mind? All this love triangle shit. <laughs> uh, that big fella's been doing. Um, fuck yeah. Kind of blooded up.
0: A um, couple of things I thought I'd look at around a love triangle, or a triangle per se.
1: Started mixing them with a bit of omens. What the fuck am I going at them about? I'm not really sure. Is but this the summer dress? A triangle. Um, fuck yeah. Noun. Uh, meaning a small brownish Eurasian moth of oak and beech woods. Now, not, I don't know what the fuck any of that means, but from that was brownish and oak. Brown
0: oak, chocolate oak. Um,
1: so just parked that to the side for a minute. Right. Um, a plain figure with three, three straight sides and three angles. Um, a musical instrument consisting of a steel rod. Oh. It has <laughs> got a fucking rod on it. Apparently by the uh, Love Triangle. <laughs> fuck you, a steel. Gem. Steel City. Oh, yeah. I'm not much at a but there's a fucking pattern going on over here. The old oak factory at Hexham. his Big Rod. Steel City. Is there it Neyman? Find it, Joe. Am I just on
0: about absolute fucking bullshit? <laughs> I think you've sunned that up. I'm just in bed looking at your fucking dank toes. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck am I on about? Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm
1: a Scuff I'm keen to spend my $40 a fortnight allowance on Mrs. Gisney. <laughs> um, and fuck with the kind of might just fucking go and and go and fuck But anyway, boys, body, up the nights, and uh,
0: yeah, Fucking eh? so- <laughs> 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 thanks, Jolly. Joel. Thanks, You got mate. there
1: in the end, son. Stick to summer dresses, champion. S-
0: fucking he's um he scares me, old Joel. He, he scares me at times, yeah, the big fellow. I fella.
1: think he has a bit too much alone time.
0: <laughs> well, it's good to see he's got a missus. It's keeping him busy. Um, what's he saying? Like, I've got a big hog, steel which, hog, which steel done. city. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Joel. Um, if, you're, if you're saying that the Knights are going to perform well in 2024, uh, uh, yeah. We've we already, we already knew them. that. We already knew that. Canberra, you got anything else to say, mate?
1: Rugby league.
0: Rugby league. That's about it. Um, Wednesday, just a last reminder. Wednesday, 6 p.m. Bricky Corduroy Caps. Be there. Wednesday, 6 p.m.
1: Set your timer.
0: Set your timer. We've got the hats on here. Make sure you will be there. Listen now or listen later. What's new on the castle? See you later, Brickies.